Open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia. Unto us the Christ is born. O come, let us worship him. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth, the strength of the hills is his also. It is his, and he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down, let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hand. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, Ever shall be world without end. Amen. Unto us the Christ is born. O come, let us worship him.
At the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth! Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. At the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven, and things in earth, and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. The Old Testament lesson for the Feast of the Circumcision and Name of Our Lord is written in the sixth chapter of Numbers, beginning at the twenty-second verse. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and to his sons, saying, This is how you shall bless the children of Israel. You shall tell them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So they shall put my name on the children of Israel, and I will bless them. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. The epistle is written in the eleventh chapter of Romans, beginning at the thirty-third verse. Brothers, O the depth of the riches both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God! How unsearchable are his judgments, and his ways past tracing out! For who has known the mind of the Lord, or who has been his counselor, or who has first given to him, and it will be repaid to him again? For of him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. This is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my laws into their mind, and write them in their hearts. And I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more.
Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Alleluia, God, who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel is according to St. Luke, the second chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. When eight days were fulfilled for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, which was given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Here ends the Gospel. Praise be to thee, O Christ. The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, full of grace and truth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, full of grace and truth. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, today you just heard the shortest gospel lesson of the year. And so if you're also assuming this will be the shortest sermon of the year, I'm sorry to disappoint you this first day of the year. But while it's New Year's in the West, in the church it's the Feast of the Lord's Circumcision, which seems like an odd thing to celebrate because it's a strange concept to us, and it's a word that makes every man squirm. But it's an important day in the church, especially during Christmas, because in this one verse, Luke continues right where he left off, left off on Christmas Eve, right after the shepherds depart, then Luke writes this, and at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised. In the Old Testament, God created everything in seven days with his divine word and wisdom. And with his wisdom means he also built in to the fabric of creation his divine law. At the end of seven days, God looked at everything and said it was very good. But then, of course, shortly after, the old man fell into sin away from God, and the law that was written on his heart became corrupted, perverted. And his fallen flesh was no longer able to fulfill the divine law or follow divine wisdom, which God used to create. Later in the Old Testament, we see God gave his divine law, that wisdom, that divine law built into creation. He handed that down to Moses and Israel on Mount Sinai in stone. The image of God there at Mount Sinai is one of a divine legislator, a divine lawgiver. So as the children of Abraham awaited the Messiah, it was the law. It was this old covenant, which was to be their guardian until the divine promise came. The guardian guarded the people from sin, from thinking their own works would save them, and pointed them to the promise, the greater promise to come, to keep them in the faith, to enter into this covenant under this guardian, to submit to the law and become a true Israelite, you had to be circumcised. It didn't matter if you were a Jew or a converted Gentile. To enter the house of Israel, men and boys alike had to be circumcised. And they had to be circumcised on the eighth day, because this is what circumcision meant. It was to cut off the sinful flesh of the old man in the old fallen creation. It was to confess that for sin and death to be defeated, 
Blood must be spilled before God. His wrath must be appeased. That's what circumcision was confessing. Now the number seven from, all, from creation. It's a number of completeness because God cre- completed creation in eight days. The completeness of the old creation under the law. But the number eight is new. It represents a new and greater creation. So when they were being circumcised on the eighth day, they were confessing that they repented of their fallen flesh of the old creation under the law and that they wanted to put that flesh to death. And they confessed also that they looked forward to being a new creation, free from sin, in the hope of the promise to come. Now, eight days ago, we saw God here in church. We saw God not as the divine legislator, but we saw, an incarnate, we saw the incarnate Word of God as a child in the flesh, in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger, angels singing His praises, shepherds proclaiming His birth. The divine child, though, was not born of the old Adam. He was conceived, of course, by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. So He was perfect. He was pure. There was no sin that He inherited from Adam. There was no original sin in His flesh. No corruption. And so for Christ, there was no sinful flesh to cut off from Him. There was no sin to repent of. There was no sin in Him to put to death. So why the circumcision? But that's the point. This divine child is the new man who came to earth to enter under the law with all of mankind. This is where the divine lawgiver himself became subject to his own law. And he didn't enter under the law as a way of repentance, but he entered under the law to fulfill the law for all of fallen mankind. He enters under the law with all of us. And so there, at his circumcision, entering under the law with all of us, he began to suffer for us as a sign for why he came to bleed and die for the sinful flesh of all mankind. If you were to picture his circumcision, you'd see a rabbi or a Jewish leader holding the baby Jesus, having cut the Lord's flesh and holding him up, bleeding on the eighth day. Holding him up to the Lord and calling him Jesus. And that shows us what's going to happen to him three decades later when the hands of another sinful man, or many sinful men, set out to crucify our Lord, where they scourged Him and cut His flesh, where they pierced His hands, His feet, His side. They made Him bleed. In circumcision, our Lord bled. He was held up as the child to the Father. And so also on the cross, our Lord bled as He was lifted up as the Lamb of God before the Father. By His circumcision, our Lord was united with all those who had been circumcised under the old covenant before Him. And he bled for them. He entered under the law with them. And he lived the law perfectly for them. He took their sinful flesh that was cut off from them and became sin in the flesh and died for them. So that those who held the promise of the old covenant and circumcision, they no longer needed a guardian. They didn't have to cling to the law. But in this shared circumcision with their Lord, they were now able to cling to their Savior because the law was fulfilled by Him. The promise of Abraham 
found in the flesh of him who hung on the cross. They can now cling to the gospel, not the old covenant. And so it is even more so in our baptism. In the waters, we are united to the flesh of our Lord. Our Lord who was circumcised and entered under the law for us. And so we, in these last days, we have no need for circumcision. No need for having the law be our guardian. Because he fulfilled it. Instead, our Lord fulfilled the law perfectly for us as well. So by baptism, we enter into his death where our old Adam is put to death in his death. Our old Adam is cut off from us in the waters and put to death in Christ. And that's how our hearts are purified of all the sinful desires, of all the defilements of the soul, the impulses of vice. They've all been cut off. In this life we live on this earth, of course, our sinful flesh remains. The temptations for sin in the sinful flesh remain. But the spiritual circumcision we receive from Christ in baptism cleanses our hearts, our spirits, which means that our heart and our spirit will ever continue to war with the sinful flesh that hangs around us until the flesh itself is purified at the resurrection. So that is why we celebrate Christ's circumcision today. Because it shows that Christ entered under the law for us, fulfilled it for us, bled and died for us. So that in baptism, spiritually circumcised, we may live in this new eighth day where we enter the church, the new Israel, where every day we are being made anew in Him. What Israel had waited for, Old Testament Israel had waited for, is our reality today. And with that, Luke tells us in this entire verse, and at the end of eight days when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Now, under the old covenant, a baby boy was not named in that first week of life. He wasn't named until the eighth day, until he was circumcised. So that having become God's own child in circumcision, then that child would be given a name before God to show he belonged to God, to show his name belonged under the old covenant. So before their, circumci before their circumcision, those Jewish boys had no name before God. But after circumcision, in faith, they had a name before him, which is what happened to Abraham. He was Abram. Then God gave him the name Abraham and told him to be circumcised. It's a name given under God. But if you notice, for our Lord, it was different. Because already, right before his conception, our Lord was given the name Jesus by the angel from the Heavenly Father. And that happened long before Joseph, his earthly father, named him with this name. Jesus then had already been named before God the Father long ahead of his circumcision, which shows that before Christ was circumcised, before he entered under the law, he was already pleasing to the Father because he was the Son of the Father from all eternity. So already having a name before circumcision means that our Lord was given his name at circumcision not as a way of becoming holy before the Father, 
but so that his name could be shown as holy before all mankind. As a way that all men, you and me, can be made holy, remain holy by the name that was raised that day, Jesus. Just as our Lord was held up bleeding and given the name Jesus, notice that also when our Lord was lifted up on the cross, bleeding there, he was named by the sign above him, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. He is held up with this name given to him by the Father through the angel, so that, as John says, whoever believes in his name, who has this name given to them in baptism, should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to be circumcised and held up in order to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Those who do not believe in the name will be condemned and are condemned already because they have not believed in the name of the only begotten Son. But to those who have had his name put on them in baptism, John says, to you has been given the right to become children of God because you believe in his name. You were given this name of Jesus in your baptism, which made you God's very own. And in this name is how God pours out all his blessings upon you. At the beginning of the service, we invoked the name of God. His blessings were poured out upon you. In baptism, his blessings were poured out upon you when you were given his name. His, his blessings were poured out upon you in absolution, where you're forgiven in his name. They're given out here or poured out upon you here in preaching, where you are taught in his name. They are poured out upon you in prayer, where you pray in his name. They are poured out upon you at the altar, where you receive the body and blood of this name. And it, as if that isn't enough, all of God's blessings will be poured, on you, poured out on you again at the end of this service when I bless you by saying, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. God says when his priests and pastors say that, his name is put on his people. You receive his blessing. And you'll receive all those blessings again in this name at the resurrection when you are raised in this name. And all of this because the Lord entered under the law for you, being circumcised for you, where he also died and was raised for you in this name, which is your hope. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.
Mercy upon us. O Christ, 
have mercy upon us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord God, who for our sakes has made your blessed Son, our Savior, subject to the law, and caused him to endure the circumcision of the flesh, grant us the true circumcision of the Spirit, that our hearts may be pure from all sinful desires and lusts. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty and most merciful God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we give you thanks for all your goodness and tender mercies, especially for the gift of your dear Son and for the revelation of your will and grace. And we beseech you so to implant your word in us that, in good and honest hearts, we may keep it and bring forth the fruits of faith by patient continuance and well-doing. Most heartily we beseech you so to rule and govern your church Catholic, with all her pastors and ministers, that we may be preserved in the pure doctrine of your saving word, whereby faith toward you may be strengthened, love and charity increased in us toward all mankind, and your kingdom extended. Send forth laborers into your harvest, and sustain those whom you have sent, that the word of reconciliation may be proclaimed to all people, and the gospel preached in all the world. Grant health and prosperity to all who are in authority, especially to Joseph, our President, the Congress of these United States, Kim, our Governor, the Legislature of this State, and to all our judges and magistrates, and endue them with grace to rule after your good pleasure, to the maintenance of righteousness, and to the hindrance and punishment of wickedness, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. May it please you also to turn the hearts of our enemies and adversaries, that they may cease their enmity and hostilities, and be inclined to walk with us in meekness and in peace. All who are in trouble, want, sickness, anguish of labor, peril of death, or any other adversity, especially those who are in suffering for your name's sake, comfort, O God, with your Holy Spirit, that they may receive and acknowledge their afflictions as the manifestation of your fatherly will. Especially do we pray for those that we name in our hearts at this time. Although we have deserved your righteous wrath and manifold punishments, yet we entreat you, O most merciful Father, remember not the sins of our youth nor our many transgressions, but out of your unspeakable goodness, grace, and mercy, defend us from all harm and danger of body and soul. Preserve us from false and pernicious doctrine, from war and bloodshed, from plague and pestilence, from all calamity by fire and water, from hail and tempest, from failure of harvest and from famine, from anguish of heart and despair of your mercy, and from an evil death. And in every time of trouble, show yourself a very present help, 
the Savior of all men, and especially of them that believe. Cause all needed fruits of the earth to prosper, that we may enjoy them in due season. Give success to the Christian training of the young, to all lawful occupations on land, sea, and air, and to all pure arts and useful knowledge, and crown them with your blessing. Receive, O God, our bodies and souls and all our talents, together with the offerings we bring before you. For by his blood your Son has purchased us to be your own, that we may live under him in his kingdom. As we are strangers and pilgrims on earth, help us by true faith and a godly life to prepare for the world to come, doing the work you have given us to do while it is day, before the night comes when no one can work. And when our last hour shall come, support us by your power and receive us into your everlasting kingdom. Amen. Let my mouth be filled with thy praise and with thy honor all the day. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through the same Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. We give thanks unto thee, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, thy dear Son, that thou hast protected us through the night from all danger and harm. And we beseech thee to preserve and keep us this day also from all sin and evil, that in all our thoughts, words, and deeds we may serve and please thee. Into thy hands we commend our bodies and our souls and all that is ours. Let thy holy angel have charge concerning us, that the wicked one have no power over us. Amen. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit, be with us all. Amen.